Welcome to Fix the World with me, Katie Tracy, and our god, Sam Avery. Hi, Sam. Hi, Kate. You all right? I'm great. How's it been going? What have you been up to? I just realised I didn't say, how are you? I just no. said, I'm great. Well, that's, that's, I think that's... everyone else knows this that. <laughs> That's that's such a full all part. about you socially. Isn't it? Someone asks you, even if you're not interested, and I am interested, but I just went, I'm great, as if it's all yeah, about me, as if I'm you're great. interviewing me. I'm great. An audience with Sam Avery. This is not. This is Fix the World podcast. That was like when you'd have an argument with someone and you go and you're right and they go, I'm great, <laughs> when they don't mean it. That face they do. Mm. Women do a face more. I think. What's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, that. All, it's you know the the amount of stuff that. Get said in arguments that doesn't actually make sense. No, and people just say things because it's the sarcasm. There's nothing more annoying than sarcasm, and people say it's the lowest form of wit. I think sarcasm can be quite funny. I think sarcasm's the best. I, I think it's <laughs> the best. It's the best. The, the highest best form way of to wit. Attack your partner. Oh, being sarcastic. Yeah. Well, well I enjoy. Well, it. Mick, Mick went to give blood um, this week, and after an argument. No, <laughs> but this is a. Just an, an example of my sarcasm, because <laughs> when he gives blood, he comes back and he's like, "Oh, he'll go. I'm giving blood this week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this will be the ninth time I've given blood." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Should I phone Pride of Britain? <laughs> get you in the get board. Get on the phone. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm surprised. Or he'll go. Oh, I give go to my mum. I give blood, and and she'll go. Oh, did you? And I'm like, oh, didn't you see that in the news? <laughs> Because you would think he was, like, donating all of his internal organs. Man gives blood. Yeah. <laughs> like a headline. Yeah. Coming up after these messages. Mm. Have you given blood yourself? I've given blood once years ago. Uh, yeah, I think I've only done it once. Should give it again. I just, I think I did it because I worked in an office and they said, if you give blood, you get, like, an hour off. I was like, I'd, I'd give That's a kidney. That's the only reason I did it. Yeah, I got an hour out of the office. Hated the job that much. And someone said as well, if you have a pint afterwards, have a few pints, you get really pissed that quick. <laughs> so I think we went in the afternoon. But I remember, like, you got biscuits and that afterwards. Oh, yeah. Everyone goes, yeah, biscuits. Yeah, biscuits. Yeah, they're dead cheap biscuits that you could buy. rich tea. Yeah, custard creams, but the jarg ones. Like, where am I, my nans? <laughs> and then you have to fill in a form, don't you? And I remember this form. I was in my 20s and I was just like, what is this? Oh, didn't the form questions? say, have you ever had anal sex? Have you ever had anal sex? Have you ever had sex with a man? Have you ever had anal sex with a man? Have you ever had sex with an animal? Have you ever had... They don't ask them no more. Do they, they not? Those, no, because there's no restrictions now. Right. Well, that's good. That's good. But I just thought, he's bumming a pig and then giving blood. That seems like two different people who don't live in, in the same <laughs> mental I've just, space. I've just attacked an animal with my, you know, horrible desires. But now I'm going to give something back. Yeah, but that's like that's like Savile, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I interfered with kids, but I ran marathons for hospitals. <laughs> was he running marathons you know, or was he running away? When, you, when you're a terrible human being, there's got to be a little bit of balance. Well, it's like all the slave owners used to give a lot of money to charity, so they used to build all these beautiful churches because they were just horrible, evil. Mm. They were involved in horrible, evil deeds. What we're saying, everyone, is that nobody's 100% good and nobody's 100% bad. <laughs> and also what we're saying is... If you have committed a crime recently and you feel really guilty, send us some money and then we can just, yeah. you know, it, your conscience will be absolved. Well, you know, do a sponsored swim. Balance it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'd only do a sponsored swim if it was one of them ones where you can put all the grease on, the goose fat. The goose grease. Because I just want a picture of me with the goose, the goose grease, the, the little hat. I wouldn't need one of them, like, because I've got nothing going on up there. But, and, then, and then the little kind of Victorian, like, 
you know, you know Sam, there's no law in this country that's actually stopping you from doing that anyway <laughs> without having to do a sponsored swim. Where can I get You go and buy an outfit and buy a goose grease <laughs> and you give not. I Maybe think. I will. Is that I a day? Should, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. We're going to put it as our backdrop. Do you know, I've been thinking about doing something. For, oh, Jesus, yeah, put it on our telly. Nice greased up Sam in and his little Victorian sailor's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're only listening, I'd keep it that way because you don't want to see that image. You've got I'm, the mental image now, anyway. Already in my head, it's a frightful sight. <laughs> um, but I, I've I've been thinking about doing something for charity. This because uh, we've been talking about, but you know, if you've got a bad conscience, you do something for charity. So I've been thinking about doing something for charity this this Christmas, and maybe that's what I should do: dress up as a Victorian <laughs> goose fat swimmer, yeah, and do something, do some swimming. Maybe I don't yeah, know. Why not? Last year I did video messages for people on my did Facebook you? page. Yeah, for charity. For charity, yeah. I, I raised, I raised fifteen hundred quid for food banks. Aren't you good? Yeah, I know. Well, I was good, and then I, I, I thought I'm not going to get many requests. Maybe like ten. Well, I must have had about you know. I think I asked for five pounds off each people. So I've got loads of people wanting these video messages. And with each one, you know what it's like because you're a comic. I couldn't just shit them out. I was like scripting them. They give me a bit of information about each person. And I was like, okay, right. So I'll start by saying this. And then I'll talk about the, the work here. And then I'll mention the name. And then, I, and then I was doing it. And I was like, nah, take two, take three. And then my phone was just full of me doing these video messages to people. That seems like a lot of work. It was a lot of work. So I'd like to do something again this Christmas, but not that. No, not much work. Not much work. <laughs> something that involves less. A sponsored sit. <laughs> sponsored sit and think. <laughs> Great. Just like that. Just going to do a sponsored sit. Stroke me. He's going to sponsor me to do that. <laughs> I hate that. You know, you know when someone goes, oh, well, grow a moustache to raise money for charity. Do something. Better than that. You've got to do something different. I'm not going to sponsor you to sit there and let something happen naturally that you don't even have to try or force because that mustache will grow. It's easier to grow it than not. Go and do a little jog. I'll sponsor you then. Jog. I'm not sponsoring you to just do normal things that are natural. No. I miss the days of uh, when comic relief was quite new. People are just sitting in a tin of beans or a bath of beans. Yeah. That was good. Those were the days. A sponsored sit in a bath full of beans. <laughs> I'd get the beans with the little sausages in as well, though. Yeah. And that's not a rude joke. Well, that's just what you do in your own personal time in the bath, Sam, <laughs> is completely your business. Someone stick a sausage in it. <laughs> I just, I, those little sausages. They're not very the, robust, them sausages, though. You wouldn't really. Um, they're not. You couldn't do Get maximum them. enjoyment. <laughs> they're lovely, those sausages, though. They're horrible. Oh, do you think? Oh, I like them. No. I like them when I go camping, which is about once every four years. Because they just taste great. Because you're out in the woods and you, you know. Let's go on holiday. Sleep on the floor and eat sausages out of a tin. And eat twi- mm. 29p beans this and sausages. The, this is the break I was needing. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how are the gigs going? What you get? What you're up to gig-wise? Busy. Been busy. Busier than I thought it'd be. Because when we went into lockdown and everything stopped and got to a point where I was gigging all the time, getting paid to do it all the time and I felt like I'd hit a sweet spot mm-hmm. and then lockdown happened and I was like oh well everything comes back I'm gonna have to start all over again from scratch because everyone will have forgotten me but it turns out it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be that's good so it's been fun yeah yeah how I'm, about you I'm, I'm enjoying it yeah just I'm just enjoying getting back to it and I've, I've been saying that for months I'm getting back to it but it feels like every I don't know if you feel like that every couple of weeks I feel like oh no this is what this is what I do. I mm. feel like I'm still trying to get into those, like go up the gears a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I go. Oh no, this is this is what it's like. I 
and then a couple of weeks will go by and I'll go, oh no, no, I found like another level of what I do. Yeah. Um, com- being comfortable on stage and just letting your brain relax and moving up in your gears. Yeah, just slowly. Oh, found a fifth gear there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cruise control. So yeah, it's all fun. But we're gonna fix something else this week, aren't we? As we yeah. do every week. Every week on this podcast, we fix something. It's because it's called a fix the world. A pressing problem with the world. We're not fixing world hunger. We can't do that. We can't do the big things. We're gonna we're gonna look at the little things. And, and like those little sausages that come in the in the tins of beans, uh, we're not fixing them this week. That would be a terrible episode, wouldn't it? We're gonna fix bean tin sausages. Yeah, fix that by taking the sausages out and burning <laughs> them with fire because they're vile. We're giving them all to me. In fact, yeah. I'd sit in a bath just for just those full sausages. of sausages. This week we're gonna be fixing game shows. Yes, so game te- shows. Tell me what your relationship is to game shows. Well, as a child of the eighties, I spent a lot of weekends watching a lot of game shows with the family and um they were simple times back in the days of four channels yeah there was a lot of game shows and you couldn't just put netflix on because it wasn't there so you had to either enjoy it or sit through it Mm. like stuff like the generation game i never liked but i used to watch it every week because it was irreverent it was fun it was irreverent jim davidson was on before he we all knew he was a racist. Was he on the Generation Game? He was the, he was the host at the end. No, well, when, when I it was when I watched it, it was Larry Grace, and that's how old I am. Giving your age away there. Um, yeah, when I, I watched know, it, it was I just a ch- it was just a chalk etching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I feel like um, game shows have changed for the worse because they don't have normal contestants on now. They have um, everything celebrity this or celebrity that. Oh, I don't like that. Give the people a chance. Give us people. Keep keep it normal. No, I don't want to see Gemma Collins on Millionaire. Sometimes they're not even celebrities. Gemma Collins, I would argue, is a celebrity. She is but a celebrity. She's, you know, everyone knows who she is, but you get, like, celebrity masterminds. Let's be honest. There's a few comedians that have been on celebrity masterminds. They're not celebrities. They're no. just like me and you. I watched, they are. I was fuming. I watched an episode of Masterminds, and it was, like, this woman's specialist subject. She was an English teacher, right? And a specialist subject was... Um, it was something really like unnecessary, like um, Marge Simpson and her sisters. She was an English teacher. Why wasn't a specialist subject like the Bronte sisters or like <laughs> Shakespeare? No, she picked some really bullshit specialist subjects that they would have really struggled to find questions for. And that's why your masterminds dumbed down because nobody does, oh, the life and works of like, you know, Gustav Holst. No. It's like, <laughs> wow. oh, yeah, my specialist subject. Oh, yeah, no, it's all the different pasties you can get from Greg's. <laughs> Which is probably more diverse than the work of Gustav Holtz. Yeah, it brings people in. I was interested <laughs> in that specialist subject. What would yours be on Mastermind? Um, specialist subject? Yeah. Um, probably hair products for thin <laughs> hair. That's <laughs> fucking not a nice out now about hair, hair remedies. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've, I've, I don't know what mine would be. I think I used to... I used to love the Beano comic when I was a kid, and I used to think I could answer any question about that, but I don't think I could answer was any. Were you a, me- a, ma- a member of the Dennis the Menace fan yeah. club, was you? I was, yeah. And Dennis, Dennis and Nasha fan Dennis club. Dennis and Nasha. And also the Desperate Dan fan club from the Dandy. Oh, yeah. But then I got to about age 11, and I realised I'd been reading the Beano and the Dandy for about five, six years, every week. Never made me laugh once. No, it wasn't, wasn't very funny, funny at all. It was really, like, old-fashioned, boring humour. Yeah. But I, I made the adjustment going from... The Beano and the Dandy and the Bunty to, like, um, More Magazine and the Jackie. Oh, That's wow. quite a l- big step. That's we go from, like, um, Minnie the Minx to Position of the Fortnight <laughs> in, like, 
don't know, Vinnie the Mix was in that a few times. <laughs> yeah. position of the fortnight, that was, we used to, <laughs> as a lad in school, we, like a girl would have like just 17. I mean, maybe that wasn't in there because that was, was that for, was that for girls? Just, just 17, yeah. Which, which, so which magazine? The more was, magazine had position of the fortnight. Oh, so someone that must have had more magazine yeah. and every lad was like, what's position of the fortnight? And someone would say, the wheelbarrow. And we'd be like, fucking hell, I don't even know what that is. But when you're like, 15, 16, 17, you're like, oh my God, another position. Wow, oh my God. God, that looks... When you're actually a grown adult <laughs> and you do have sex, you're just like, fuck that. Yeah. No, I haven't got time to go on me, 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 me palms and me hands and toss me against the wall. No. No, I need to warm up for that one. Yeah. I need to do yoga for six Let's weeks. Let's just get on with it. Let's just get it the over with. The business to hands. Let's get it done and we can watch Corrie. <laughs> Starting, like, I can hear the music. Come on, hurry up. Yeah. We used to, we used to sit in school. And uh, when someone would have more magazine and like, you know, we were lads and we were just like, oh my God, like just the hormones and didn't know mm. anything. And I remember one of my mates saying, imagine, right, having sex with a woman, right? Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. We all went, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> we all just imagined it for a bit. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so back to game shows. Yes. Game shows, I, I think one of my favourites is catchphrase. When me and Rachel got together, we used to go out on a Saturday night. I'd yeah. have a gig. She comes to the gig when she used to come to me gigs. Remember that, babe? Oh, and Nick doesn't come to my gigs we, either. No, no, why would you? No, I don't mean yours. I mean like she's seen all my jokes. She's seen me. She knows what I'm like. Mm. She, you know. Why would I watch you? Why would I watch you? Why would I pay to watch you? I'm not charging you. I'll get you on the guest list. Why would I waste time watching <laughs> you when I can watch it in the living room? Farting. Um <laughs> But she'd come to me gig, and then we'd go out afterwards and have a few drinks. Sunday, we'd have a hangover day, so we'd buy all the food in for a nice fry-up. Mm. And we'd get up, and we'd watch Challenge TV for most of the day, and it would be old repeats of catchphrase, and we'd have a little competition about who could get it, yeah. and we'd keep scoring. Oh, that's good, fun. good. The Roy Walker The Roy ones, Walker years. The classics. Not Stephen Mulhern. Who he is blackmailing at ITV, <laughs> I would love to know. I've got to be honest, I'd, I've got a sweet spot for Stephen Mulhern on catchphrase. I think he's all right. Do you know him? I don't know him. Oh. I don't know him before you. If you so want to say he's like one of me mates. No, I don't know him. If you want to slag him off, feel free. I don't know him. I just think he's all right. But Roy Walker is like the. He looks like your Phantom Deck got in the flying machine that Stephen Mulhern will come out. Oh my God, he does. Roy Walker for me. Everyone's got a favorite Doctor Who. If you're a Doctor yeah. Who fan, he's my favorite catchphrase. And he's just great. He's just brilliant. His jokes don't work. They don't always land. But my God, he knows that format and he just I nails it. I still say. It's good, but it's not right, and say what you see. Exactly. Probably every day of my life <laughs> in some context. Yeah. People don't realise, when you think about the biggest catchphrase, I know it's from the show catchphrase, but they're some of the most intrinsically part of our, yeah. our culture. Like, sometimes if you're driving, and like, Mick will go, oh, look, there's a horse, and I go to say what you see. <laughs> Just stupid. But, no, I used to like it. Remember the one where Mr Chips looked like he was wanking? Yes, and everyone starts laughing. Yeah, and even now, if you play that clip, it's, it's dead funny. It's gold. Yeah. It's absolute gold. And he does look like he's wanking. See what you see. I see a man <laughs> wanking on a on a TV screen in front of loads of laughing adults. Um, but a lot of the catchphrases weren't catchphrases. Because for, for me, a catchphrase is something like, look before you leap. Yeah. But the catchphrases were like, don't eat before you swim or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? It was, it was shit. Yeah. It was like advice. Yeah. Advice phrase. Yeah. Save money. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I used to love that. And then the Crystal Maze was always on. We used to watch that. Oh, I love the Crystal Maze. In fact, we got my kids into the Crystal Maze. And again, the Richard O'Brien era, way better. Way better. With the, the, the uh, Richard Iodi, even though he's great. It was just, it didn't it didn't work. It had to be that kitsch kind of, like... I think as well, the people who went on, 
the Crystal Maze in the 80s. There was no, like, Big Brother. There was no reality TV. This was the only way for normal people to get on telly by going on a quiz or on on a game show. So the people who went on it, they were, like, super competitive, weren't they? And they'd be like... Brian, he was like an IT man from Reading, and he'd be like, "Oh no, I'm stuck in the Egyptian zone. <laughs> I've got to get this thing in the in the, the Sphinx's mouth, and I can't." Uh, everyone's going, "Brian, no, go left, go right," yeah. and they'd absolutely like go yeah, yeah. off their heads to exactly. try and win a bit of a crystal, and that end bit where they had to get them little pieces of whatever the paper. To, to get the most. Oh, yeah, you had to get more gold and silver. Nope, I never saw anybody win the good prize on that. once I saw, and the Aussie one was like a bungee jump, which is, oh, that's for God, me, not, not, not great. Prizes were shit though then, weren't they? But, but, that, but that's, your point is spot on. The, the people who went on game shows then, they wanted to go on game shows because they loved the game show. Yeah. And they wanted to win. They didn't want to be they on They went on it because they thought it might be a stepping stone to another game show, and then The Apprentice, and then they get on. If, if they were only with... If they really wanted to get on telly, they would have all dressed better, oh, first of all. the fucking air. You only have to look at the contestants who used to go on um, Bullseye. Perfect. Jesus Christ. Perfect. It was like Monday in the Dole, that programme. Yeah. <laughs> they looked like they wandered in. Yeah. They just looked like a wind had blown them in. Brushed their ear with a balloon. Toffee apple. Yeah. They were all over the place. What, what would be a great, um, you know, like Panini football stickers used to collect mm. all the, the teams and that. They should have like... 80s TV game show contestants and just have like little stickers of them because just the, the pictures, the hairstyles, the uh, lack of effort they made. They could update the game, guess who? With those people? Yeah. That would be amazing. Has he got a mullet? Yes. <laughs> Would you be surprised if he got arrested for <laughs> interfering with children? No. No. <laughs> is, it, is it Bill? <laughs> no, it's, it could be anyone, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Does and then she look like a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> Does he look like a virgin? They were all virgins. That would have been a game show in the 80s, like guess the virgin. I loved the Krypton Factor. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, but I only used to like the assault course bit. Me too. Yeah. I did that assault course, you know, in school. Yeah. In school? Yeah, we, they took us to Preston Army Barracks where it was filmed. Oh, is that where it was filmed? And we went and had like a day with the army. I don't know, it was like some kind of like indoctrination. They were trying to like <laughs> get us to join up. Um... But we went and we, we learned about stuff that the army did. But at the end of the day, they let us do that assault course. How'd you get on? It was hard. Yeah. yeah. The worst bit was um, it was like a ditch with beams over it. And when I watched it on the Krypton, Krypton Factor, the people had to walk along the beams without falling in the ditch of water. No, they made us go under the beams mm. and it was freezing in cold. The water? Yeah. No, not for But me. no, it was fun. But that that show was like, it was on forever, wasn't it? And it was yeah. just everyone, everyone always talked about it. But I, Never met anyone who liked anything other than the the, the assault, assault no, course bit. The other bit where they had to like assemble a Rubik's cube, you just be like, "No, it doesn't go in there, you dickhead." Yeah, but it's like, like watching your nan on Christmas Day trying to build your toys, isn't it? <laughs> it was just like you, you want chaos and confusion, and that's yeah. why one of my favourite shows was Takeshi's Castle. Yeah, she used to love that because it was just there was, there was no rules. Even Craig Charles, who was commentating on it. Didn't know what was going on. And he was quite honest about that. He was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if anyone's won. <laughs> no one yeah, ever won. They can't have stuff like that now because of health and safety. True. Although they have to, I like, want to see people get taken out by a massive pig snout. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, or or a, a <laughs> man who's been paid to actually go and attack them with a big stick. Yeah. He's just chasing them. They've got the snipers on them. <laughs> don't forget that. to dodge the bullets, dickheads. Well, that's it. Like Squid. It amazing. was like Squid Game, wasn't it? 
like, like I haven't seen on. Squid Game. Oh, I, I I recommend. It. I've only watched two episodes, but it's very good. I haven't gone back to it because. Is it busy. like the Hunger Games, but like yeah, like that? Yeah, mm. a bit more brutal. But uh, yeah, Takeshi's Castle. We're living I, I in a dystopian future now. Life is the Hunger Games. That would be a great game show, wouldn't it? The game of the, we talked about the game of life on uh, the the board game episode to me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that was the boring, like, wasn't it? Game oh. of life. You're two months ahead on your mortgage. <laughs> Go three places forward. <laughs> <laughs> your nan's just died. Buy yourself some nice pants. <laughs> your husband's just left you. Go and buy three bottles of Blossom Hill and go on a binge. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep with his brother. Um, <clears throat> but I suppose, would you class Big Brother as a game show? I suppose it is. And it's, uh, the, the first two series of Big Brother were the best because the people didn't go on it to get on telly. The people who, especially the first series... They were, like, really on board with the whole social experiment thing. Of totally. Can I live with these strangers for, like, 40 or 50 days without murdering any, anybody? And it was a really interesting um, scientific it experiment, was, yeah. I thought. It did feel that and way. it was just, like, when people started going on and just being like, oh, yeah, so I'm a singer, actor, dancer, model, and uh, I've, I used to go out with Simon Le Bon. And you're just like, oh, fuck off you. I'll do anything, I'll do anyone. Don't say it out. Yeah. They're, they're the different kind of people that you get because I think the first thing where it's a cash prize at the end of yeah, it. Cash prize, no, no tax, you know, no questions asked. It, no. no mm-hmm. envelope. The first series of Big Brother. Do you remember? It was, it was, he got the name Nasty Nick. Nasty Nick. Now the thing he did that was nasty was that he, he, he wrote something he, down in pencil. He wrote something down in pencil, <laughs> which was against the rules, and that apparently made him an absolute bastard. Like he was literally he got the nickname the Nasty person Nick in the world. For writing something down in pencil. Can you imagine that nowadays? People in the in the world we live in in twenty twenty one, where people are people in high ranking jobs are just letting awful things happen and just the go. Prime Minister has has done a multitude of really bad things. Yeah, Nasty Nick wrote somebody's name down in pencil. In pencil, and he's never been forgotten. And he's still called Nasty. I bet he goes to B and Q, and Craig will be there from the same series. Who I saw him in, in when I was in Australia in a bar. Did I was you? like, oh, it's Nasty. Nick. Was he working? No, he was just he with was some just fella, yeah. Oh, I bet he's all right. But he's not that nasty, is he? I just always feel sorry for the person who has to be the baddie. Every every story needs a villain. You've got to have one. Malfoy. Yeah. Judas. Darth if there Vader. was no Judas, there'd be no Jesus, there'd be no Christmas. That's that's true. So actually, Judas did us all a favour. Well, no Easter, really. Easter. <coughs> yeah. not, not as big a fan of Easter. No, I don't like Christmas either, but... What game shows are on now that are big? Because I don't... Do you still watch game shows? I think there's that much choice. I just flick through and find Millionaire is still on, isn't it? With Butch Clarkson. still on? Oh, yeah. I couldn't watch that with him. Can't stand that fella. Uh, you know what I hate on that? Where they'll go, right, so... What's the capital of England? Is it London, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Dublin? And then it'd be some fella. And I'd be like, oh, well... And he'd be laying and like, is Ted Baker shirt from TK Maxx going, oh, well... Well, I know, I know it's not Dublin because that's an island, Jeremy. He's <laughs> like, I'll oh, get on with it, you knob. Press the button. Yeah. Press the fucking button. I don't want, like, the background of each of your choices. No. Tell me why you've ruled them out. I bought me dad's a Deal or No Deal DVD, interactive DVD game. So this is about 12 years ago. We had that. Deal or do, No mm-hmm. Deal was massive. And to be fair, it's quite a good watch, isn't it? I it is, but as a board show. game, it was hard. Well, this was an interactive DVD. Oh, oh, no, we had the board game. Oh, no, so this was right. So you put it in your DVD player, and this, I mean, this dates it a little bit, talking about DVD players, and then you kind of press, gives you questions, and then you go through the, the kind of 
what are you going to do? And then Noel Evans pops up. And it's basically absolutely bollocks. And it's Christmas Day. And this was my dad's main present. And he's playing it. And he's had a couple of drinks. And at one point, he just <laughs> turns to us all and goes, well, someone get this shit off my television. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas, Dad. We had it. Who wants to be a millionaire on PlayStation? And one time we were in our house and one of our mates was, he was a bit thick. And he was doing the game and they got to phone a friend and he was like, well, what happens here? I went, you have to talk into the PlayStation. And he went, oh, yeah, so when, when it rings, you have to say hello. And he's like, right, it's okay. Started ringing, he's going to the PlayStation. <laughs> hello? And I'm like... That technology hasn't even been invented. Why did you believe this? And just laughing on it. I told a girl I went out was once that if you got a CD and stuck your finger through it and spun it really quick, you could hear the music. She was stood there going like this. That's like something I'd go, God, can yeah. you? Yeah. She was that keen to try. I was actually convinced if I maybe, maybe you could. I applied to go on um what was that one with Anne Robinson? Ah. Uh, Weakest link, link, yeah. I applied to go on that, right? And I had to go to the Adelphi in town for like this like audition with all these BBC researchers. So I was just like thinking, I just need a couple of grand. I just want to get a new kitchen and that. (laughs) So I'm there. And like everybody there that he's like really like mega jobs. And I worked in a call centre and there was a man who was an actual retired rocket science. There was like a vet. There was a fella who worked in like a fiddler's ferry as like a technician. And there was a woman and she was like, oh yes, I am... Blah blah blah. They all had really good jobs, right? And they go, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "We're going to call centre." <laughs> and they went, "Right, so what we're going to do? We're going to mock up of a game of the weakest link." So we go around the thing, and then you start to like nominate people and whatever. Oh, wow, so you get so to like, play okay. a little version of And it. these researchers, like, yeah, so um, we're going to uh, going to put you in a group, a really like patronising, like university graduate kind of like, oh look at us with our jobs for this production company. So basically, we played the game of the weakest link, and I wiped the floor with everybody. Oh, right, nice one. and it got down to the end, and they were like, "Right, so now it's time you've got to you're in the last three, and you've got to." So I was like, "So they went, well, who who would you out of all the group here? Who would you uh, nominate first? And I went him, and I pointed to the retired rocket scientist, and they went because he was like this little <laughs> white-haired old man, and I looked at me, and they were like, "Why?" And I went because he doesn't need the money. He's probably got a boss pension. He doesn't need the money. That's how that's how I work it out. Who's better off than I am? Yeah. They can go first. And they were like, right, right. And, they went, and what would you do if uh, Anne Robinson uh, tried to be, you know, sarcastic or nasty to you? And I went, I'll take it. I went, she doesn't scare me. And they're like, right, right. And I didn't, even though I wiped the floor with everyone, yeah. and I was I was a one. I didn't get picked. Probably because you answered those questions wrong. Yeah. That's probably because I was like, yeah, I'd pick on the pensioner. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you got to pick on the week, haven't you? That's yeah. how you win. I think the only game show now that everybody also knows is um, Naked Attraction. But what's the prize on that? I don't know. I've never watched Someone that. with genitals, you like? That's the prize. It should be quite nice, I suppose. But You've I'd never watched have, it? I'd rather have the money. No, I've never watched it. Oh, I've been on it, like, <laughs> but I've never watched it. That's your own You've got to watch it. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll Google it later and have it's a cringe, watch. But it's cringe, but it's... Once you start watching it, you can't turn it over. Is it, it, but you can't watch it while you're having your dinner. Do you see a lot of... Don't watch it in front of your parents or in front <gasps> of your kids. Okay. I don't tend to watch that many game shows with either of those groups of people. <laughs> so that'd probably be all right. Um, do you know what job I'd like to have, though? Because you talked about be, like going through the whole recruitment process. Mm. And what they're looking for, they're looking for good telly, aren't they? Mm. I'm not saying you're, you wouldn't be good telly, but they're looking for confrontational stuff, aren't they, a lot of the time, or people who are going to react in a certain way. 
if you were a producer, because sometimes you watch these TV oh, shows. Oh, yeah, I actually just went, oh, what would you do if Fan Robinson started? And you had, I just said her. And they'd have gone, oh, she can go on the show. I'd nut the bitch. <laughs> nut the bitch. Then I'd find out where she lives and I'd, I'd, I'd uh. make her family's life a living hell. <laughs> right, what are you doing next Tuesday? Yeah. Because <clears throat> sometimes you see these people on these shows and you think, why have they been picked? And I always think, that's why, because they're acting like they are. They're acting like absolute balloon heads. As a producer, there must be moments where... Like someone walks into your office, like to do the audition, and, and they just do something. You go, well, you've got an absolute maniac here. Yeah, and they're the one for us. They're gonna be like great that man who went on it come time at me that time and kicked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you live a very like, sad life or whatever. What was yeah. he said? He was funny. Yeah. Just people who act in that way, or like don't tell the bride. Where you know, because when I watch Don't Tell the Bride, what you don't want is you know a nice fella and a nice girl who obviously love and respect each other. Boring television. No, them bitches had married Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah, yeah, well, you want, a, you want a nice woman who's a little bit naive and an absolute knobhead, and then you go, this is going to be a great episode. This is going to be one of the best episodes. Yeah, I know she wants a big white wedding in the church with all the family, but what I've decided to do is um, take her down to the local sewer farm and uh, we're going <laughs> to get married by all the shit being cleaned. On roller skates. And I'm not sure she'll turn up. Oh, and I'm having me stag do in Vegas. On Mars. Yeah, and she and she's going to the local for curry night. That's the best episode. Yeah. Those episodes. And that's what you'd be looking for. You'd be looking for absolutely. I like the ones where they revisit to see if they're still married. Oh, God, yeah. And they often are. I know. They often are, which is, which is very strange. But I don't know how, like, the making of game shows obviously change because you probably need to keep people's attention more nowadays, don't you? Because... I feel like years Richard ago. Osmond's took everything over with his... He's got his tentacles and everything. He's writing books now. He's, I don't begrudge him. He's overexposed. He's on everything. But he, he owned um, Endemol, or he mm. was an owner of Endemol, who make, they like the production company for loads and loads of quiz shows and game shows. And then he became front and centre because he did that mad show with Alexander O'Neill. No. Not Alexander O'Neill. Alexander O'Neill. Imagine uh, him hosting it. <laughs> Pointless. I'd love to. I'd love him on Pointless. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Singing all the answers, singing the questions of people. Yeah. Um, Alexander Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Are you, called? Uh, Pointless. 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 I yeah. used to like. I used to like Richard Osman when that first came out. Even though it took me about three years to understand the rules. Yeah, it is very uh, confusing at first. I remember watching it with my son, and uh, it was like, oh well, um, countries with vowels in them, and you're supposed to pick the most obscure. And I'd be like, Columbia! Just like thinking that that was all you had to do is just answer the question. Yeah, you've got to retrain your brain, haven't you? And play yeah. in a slightly different way. Um, Richard Osman needs all that money, though, because have you seen how expensive High and Mighty is? <laughs> really, really costs a lot just to get your shoes. Like so, But he's, still, he's, he's everywhere. But I think, going back to what we talked about at the start, four channels, mm. no options. You're going to watch whatever's on, really within reason yeah nowadays you've got to grab people so that's why you're getting people to get the show us your vulva you know yeah. that's that's naked attraction and do they even get paid for that i don't know i'm sure you must get something you must get something you're not just going to go on telly get your minge out and go back home <laughs> on just expenses <laughs> well the sandwiches were nice yeah. so i'd do it again like giving blood the biscuits were all right <laughs> <laughs> but that must be a horrible show to audition for because you must have to go in and just whip your junk out. But I mean, some of the states of the junk margin going in, they go, oh, no, we can't put that on screen. Oh, God, we can't put like, that on what's the, the matter with you? Bloody hell. What happened there? It's all high definition, though, you know, Stan. Yeah. yeah. That, but I don't know, that must, that must shape, I mean, that's why stuff like 
Which is weird because like Takeshi's Castle was from the eighties, but mm. that's like the perfect kind of game show you'd expect to make now. Chaos, chaos, just like chewing gum for your for your eyes, basically. Just quick, move on to something else. And could you and Rachel go on pointless as a couple? I don't think so. No, no, I'd, I'd be shy today. I I'd just, I've got my, I've got a certain brain. If I can't do something straight away, my brain just goes, ah, just just sit this one out. Me and Mika ends up brawling. <laughs> You probably get on it. Although pointless isn't the show they want that. They yeah. want nice couples on that. You and you've got to come up with things. Yeah. We'd we'd argue over what we came up with and then we just end up brawling <laughs> all over the studio. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Just swatting each other with all the <laughs> objects. Like. You know what I hate? What's that one with Bradley Walsh? Um Chase. Oh, come on. The chase is like a The chases all treasure. look like dangerous people. One of them married his cousin, didn't he? Mm. And he's called the Beast. I mean, no. I I like it. I like I, I Bradley Walsh though is the is the X factor for that in me. It, for, for, no, not all the me. chases. That Jenny person seems all right, and Paul Senner seems all right. Paul Senner's great. Some of them just seem like the dead. The two, I know they've got to play up to that character of being smug, but you know what I hate the most about it? That when someone does a vaguely sexual innuendo <laughs> and say Bradley Walsh. Pisses his knickers yeah. for about 15 minutes. And he does that like... Yeah. I just want to punch just, his just face in. let it out. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that cheeky chappy persona he does. No, I really like him, but that just... That's too I much. can't bear when people like laugh uncontrollably about something that's not really that funny. Yeah. Sometimes Philip and Ollie bit... do it on this morning. Sometimes I don't watch this morning very often, but when I do... They're like, someone will say boob, and the pair of them will just be on the deck. As if someone's... like, oh, shut yeah, up. Come on. You've said worse than the outbreak, surely. <laughs> yeah. What What would your nickname be if you were one of the chasers on the chase? Ma'am, I, I would have to have a, a nickname that reflected my ability. So rather than, what have they got? The Dark Destroyer and the Beast and all that, the cinema. Imagine I'd, being the Dark Destroyer. I'd, well, I couldn't be. That's taken already, isn't it? Taken. I'd have to be something like the, the subpar... Bastard. <laughs> Which doesn't sound great. Because I'd be shit. I, I don't think I... My general knowledge is not is not good. I just know shit. And I don't know why I know it. So I don't know what my nickname... What nickname could you get from that? Um, Katie, she knows shit, Tracy. That's good. That's a good one, isn't it? It needs a little bit of workshop. I know my dart's name. Oh, what's your dart's name? Katie180Tracy. Oh, that's, oh, that's a, a good. That's it, that is good. I know. I yeah, wish you know I was a dart's player. You know the way years ago, I don't know if you still do it, where the men had come out with, with women. You could come out with two buff fellas, couldn't you? Yeah, we went but, to darts once, in, yeah. and it was good. I, I'd love to go. I don't know. I, I'm saying I don't know the rules. I know the rules, but I don't know anything about the sport. No, I didn't. The first time Everyone's we went the was the first time it was on in the Echo Arena. So everyone who went used to watch the darts on a Thursday night on Sky. So it was just all darts fans. But now it's like... People on the aisle. All the people on the aisle. Uh, it's good to put, can't you? Mm. I don't know my dad's name. I know my wrestler name. Go on. Judas Johnson. That was my wrestler name. And Judith. I was like, Judas. <laughs> Judith. <laughs> I'm transitioning. Judith. I'm going to join a, 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 yeah, into, into. I don't understand gender. wrestling. Well, it's just made up, innit? No, I understand wrestling like um, The Rock and like Hulk Hogan, all those, yeah. like Kate Angle and all that. Yeah. I remember all those. From when my lads was little, but you know when you're watching the Olympics, I don't understand that. The real don't understand wrestling. that. No, it's that's just basically it's just angry cuddling, aggressive cuddling. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at this. He's spooning him. <laughs> he doesn't like that. Oh, he's got wood, and he's the winner. <laughs> if you could invent a game show, what would you do? Um, 
I think I would like to invent a game show that involves like a long term challenge. You know, rather than like a quick thing. Like a 10,000 piece jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Tune in next week yeah. when he's done the corner. <laughs> Season five. It's from a charity shop and there's three pieces missing. He's got to go and find them. He's got to go back to the charity shop <laughs> and find out who, who gave this to you. Yeah. And they, they, they dig Episode out the records. six, the beige bit that nobody knows how it fits together. He goes to Edna's house. He, oh, my <laughs> husband died and I, I don't know where the pieces are and he's looking behind their sofas and... I prefer that than the short, sharp shock thing, you know, where it's just like instant gratification. I want something I can I, I can look, you know. Maybe not yeah. in the jigsaw. I do like the SAS programme. Mm. I, I mean, even though I've complained about celebrities being in things, I do like it when celebrities are in that. Yeah. We're, yeah, getting the, the face shoved in like mud and stuff. I call that DIY SAS because I can never think what it's called. It's a good name. But I invented I invented the game show. Did you? Um, and I, had, I really wanted to pitch it to somebody, um, but I didn't know anybody. Because, you know, why would I? Do you want to pitch it now to me? All right. So, years ago, there used to be a programme called um, Superstars, which I don't really remember because I was quite young. Yeah. But it's when they were doing uh, the London Olympics in 2012, right? So, I had this brilliant idea of a game show, and it was going to be called the Office Olympics. Oh, yeah. So, they just went around, like, rubbish offices around the country and said to everyone, right, do you want to be in the Office Olympics? But they had to do actual sport and it would be actual Olympic athletes who trained them or were like mentored them. But you would have to have like, you know, like Catherine HR doing the 110 metres hurdles against other women oh, from Hadel, mother like officers? mother officers um, or like teaching them how to do the pole vault or, you know. Um, would you actually get them doing it in the office though? No, but they all come from offices. Oh, because I thought when you said... I Maybe you could like call it the Workplace Olympics. So they, they're all just people, every man, every woman, like sort of from normal walks of life. But then they're like... So imagine, right, so you exercise, I exercise. If I went and did a, a run against somebody else, I feel like I'd have a good chance. Yeah. But imagine going to someone who and going, right, you've got a race against the 100 metres... But it takes like 30, 35, 40 seconds or longer. Yeah. But it's still a race. It's still a race. It's just that their ability is really stop halfway crap. and do the Rasmus inhaler. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great television. Like, you can have an imagine, break in the middle of it. Imagine just watching a load of lads who, who, who like just do data entry competing in the high jump. That'd be great, wouldn't it? would be amazing. It? Yeah, and, and it wouldn't really be that high, would it? Oh, they've got to smoke a, a joint before. That's why it gets its name. <laughs> That sounds like a good idea. I think you could also have like the races within an office. So you got to like vault over a photocopier at the end. Oh yeah, or like, like you could have like you know your chair on wheels. How far? You, how quick you could get from one end oh, to the that'd office? That'd be good. And in, someone spins you before. So you know, know I went in an office once, and uh, every year they used to do a thing for children in need, and they'd have a bouncy hopper race right through the office. They? They, we had a cupboard in the office, and it was the bouncy hopper cupboard, and they used, <laughs> used to get the That's bouncy great. hoppers out every year. <laughs> And everyone used to do bouncy hopper race. And it stopped because one of the girls, uh, she was dressed in 70s. And as she was doing a bouncy hopper, she had this little weird vest up on and her little bra top on. And she's, she was a larger girl. But it was just a fun day. <laughs> and as she's doing a bouncy hopper race through the office, both tits just fell out either side of the straps. Oh, what a day. So they were like... <laughs> oh, my God, what a day. What a day to be working. I know. And did she notice? Not until the end of the race. Oh, she amazing. was focused. She had a, a, an <laughs> eyes on the prize. She won because her tits went over the finishing line before anything else. <laughs> Left tit first, yeah. right tit third. Kathy, whose tits they were, third place. 
That'd be good. Especially if you did the, the, the office thing after the Christmas night out, the day after, oh, the morning after. When everyone's rough. When everyone's rough and filled with shame from whoever they woke up next to. That would be amazing. How would you fix game shows? That's a good fix. Pitch something like that. Pitch a new show. Normal people. Yeah. Normal people get them back into the, the TV shows and the game shows. and Normal people just yeah. winning decent prizes. Or not even that good prizes. No. Prizes with the prizes are just, yeah, you won 200 quid and you're quite happy with that. Do you remember on, on, on what was it, Bulls, Bullseye, your BFH, your bus fare home? Yeah. And everyone used to laugh every week. Stuff like that. Bring that back. The prizes on that were like infamously crap, weren't they? Even the good ones would yeah. be crap, weren't they? That, I mean, they're like the benchmark of shit prizes. I watched the um, programme every Friday night with my friends when I was about 18. We used to get stoned. And my mate's, my mate's sister had like a granny flat that she was living in. Yeah. She'd go out on a Friday, so we'd all go in there and, and smoke weed. And watch satellite telly back in the nineties, and we used to watch this uh, quiz show game show called. It was called oh, the name of it escapes me. I think it was called like Turn Around or something. It was Irish. Yeah. Never been able to find it since, and it was so shit that the contestants used to argue with the host when he'd say, "No, that's wrong." So you're out, and they go, "No, but you said," and they'd be <laughs> arguing about the format. And instead of editing out, they just left it in. And the prize at the end, you're like, you've won £25. Or whatever the Irish equivalent was. I'd fume if I, I'd fume if the prize. But years ago when I was a kid, some woman who lived in our street uh, did a radio quiz show and she won a kettle. And that was the talk of Kirby <laughs> for about town. 12 months. She won a kettle, you know, stuck up bitch. Kettle. There was a one called 321. Did you ever see that? Yeah. The most nonsensical. He used to give out clues, and they had to guess which was the booby prize, which was Dusty Bin. Yeah. And they were nonsense. And each all the way through, they'd have like a, a scene or a dance or a singer, and then afterwards he'd, ask, he'd read a riddle to the contestants where they had to guess what it was. Oh, that's great. And it, it'd, he'd be like, I have wheels. <laughs> 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 I have wheels, but I don't move. I have da, da, da. And they'd be like, is it the bin? And they'd be like... <laughs> it's just like and one afternoon me and my mum just watched it for hours on challenge and it was mental oh it's great how it got past the uh, people who approve programs but that was the level wasn't it back then and that's why challenge is so good to go back and watch because you just get a total insight into what the world was like in the 1970s 80s. bring mr and mrs back but hardcore where they actually have made it imagine that that'd be good just see relationships break mm. up in front of your eyes the uh what's the one with was it, was it the one with Barry Moore on where they used to win all the prizes? Try it lucky. And, and they go, and the, the, the quick thing at the end where they go, right, you've won a set of plates. You've won a hoover with a matching hand set. You've won some soap. It was just... Soap? Fucking terrible prizes. Oh. Great. That's what you want to see. You want to see people winning and still being disappointed because that's what life's yeah. all about. Even when you get what you want, you're never happy. How would you fix game shows? I'd bring back more real people. Um, I'd... I'd have more madcap ideas. Yeah, up like, the ante. Like, yeah, just... More jeopardy. More crazy things where people have to yeah. humiliate themselves because that's entertaining. It's hard to shock nowadays, isn't it? But I'd find like, new who ways. who wants to be a millionaire? Slow as finger. Get an electric shock or a cattle yes. prod. Yes. Pain. Yeah. Ejector seats. Shark-infested water. Actual fear. The actual death. Basically squid game. <laughs> so you need to watch it and then we can talk about it in the future but health uh, and safety ruins everything yeah but if you kill them they can't complain that's true so that's my idea 
Well, murder. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got any ideas about how to fix game shows or anything else that we've been talking about, you can get in touch with us um, on social media or on our email address, fixtheworld999 at gmail.com. Why are we 999, Kate? <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> you don't know already. Because we are an emergency service. We are. We're here for you. We're here to help. And that's what we want to do. Just so. waiting for that knock at the door where the real emergency services take us away and... <laughs> the men in the white coats. Whack us. So you stop impersonating actual emergency services with your ridiculous I'm idea. only doing it because I want the ID cards and all the discounts that the emergency services people get. Yeah, and the claps. Yeah. I want those 39 claps that people don't do anymore. Just in case they come back. Clap for the clap for podcasts. Clap so they should do on a, on a Friday, Friday morning, midday. Ironically, that's, we do our job for claps. And we do, yeah. Pretty and money. For the clap. Yeah. Um, we're not fussy. But thanks for listening and thanks for watching, folks. And yeah, see you next time. We will see you next time. We'll be wearing different clothes, promise. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe.